Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. This is the way it is in the NFL these days. They'll figure it out. Mike Danger. The return on investment on the offensive side of the ball has been far superior to the return on investment you've gotten on the defensive side of the ball. You've missed. I'm sorry. You can't look at that investment as anything but a bust, a failure. Gene Bataglia. Everybody making excuses for the Buffalo Bills. Stop. You're not outraged. You were last year. You were definitely were two years ago. No. And when we talk about elite players, like the best players in sports, we talk about them elevating their team in the biggest moments. Quarterback wins are everything. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Jim Harbaugh, named the new head coach of the Chargers. San Diego Superchargers. That's what's in. Who's got it better than us? David Canales, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. The Wizards fire head coach Wes Unsell Jr. Assistant Brian Keith named the interim. Sabres come back and win 5-3. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Hey there! Good afternoon. Welcome on into the sports bar, Rochester's only local sports talk show. We appreciate you standing by and listening along to 95.7 FM. AM 950, the fan Rochester sounds its best in the free-to-download Odyssey app. We've got the stream up on our YouTube channel, at the fan Rochester, also streaming on Twitch, at the fan Rochester. You can even get us on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7, the fan. I'm Mike Danger. That's Gene Battaglia. Is everybody's hangover kind of starting to go away a little bit? Everybody tired and grouchy and everything? I, I, I feel like... All right, we're kind of getting back into the rhythm here. Yeah, or, every day that passes not. makes it a little bit easier. And, it, you know, as we get inch closer and closer to the next significant event for the Buffalo Bills, we'll, we'll gain a little bit more enthusiasm, a little bit more optimism. Uh, certainly not as emotional, maybe as we've been the last couple of days. You you, you step back a little bit more and... and you realize uh, you, you ha- we've had some some pretty good discussion here the last couple of days about what went wrong for this team this year, what went wrong for this team that final game of the year, and and what needs to happen for us to continue to talk about the Buffalo Bills every day into the month of February with significant games to play. In the history of sports bar, there have been uh, divisive figures. Like when we first came on Tyrod, hey, he wins games. Like, no, he ain't it. In the beginning, drafting Josh Allen, divisive figure. And then LaShawn McCoy. And <laughs> now it's the head coach. That's kind of the way that 2024 is going to shape up. Here. You got a few. You got the head coach. You got Stefan Diggs. Yep. Um, I don't know that you have anybody on the defensive side of the ball anymore. You had Tremaine Edmonds, but he's gone. Is there is there somebody on the defensive side of the ball that's a divisive figure? I don't know that there mm-hmm. is. Everybody just kind of accepts that Oliver is that Oliver. Greg Rousseau is Greg Rousseau. Well, I, 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 I think Von Miller is beyond divisive. I think everybody would say, no, get him off the roster. That's not my definition of divisive is I say Sean McDermott and half the audience is going to be like, yeah, that guy is great. He built this program. <laughs> yeah. And the other half is no, as long as he's the head coach, you're not going to get to where you need to go. Right. Well, I think there's a, a measure of that, right? Like if Sean McDermott was let go. In, in this fantasy land, he would find a new head coaching job instantly. I think that's the mark of a pretty good head coach, which lends to the question, why hasn't Bill Belichick, why hasn't a deal been done for Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel? 
Fascinating, isn't it? Pete Carroll. These are all guys that, that when they were announced, when their departures were announced, like, this is a great head coaching cycle. I mean, think about the, the names that are out there. That If you're a team in the NFL that has any doubt about your head coach, you should evaluate that today because you could upgrade. You could upgrade with any of these guys. Potentially. Yet here we are. Another couple of head coaching vacancies filled in the last 24 hours. It's still no Bill Belichick. Still no Mike Vrabel. We're down to three vacancies left. Pete, uh, Pete Carroll's like lobbying to try and get an interview. And he can't even get an interview. Pete Carroll reminds me of Marv Levy when Marv Levy retired. I'm like, nope, nope. I want to come back. And then no, no nobody's going to give you an interview here. Well, yes, the big news uh, of the last 24 hours out of Los Angeles, Jim Harbaugh's going back to the Chargers. Well, going back to the Chargers. He's, let, let's remember, he started his head coaching career in San Diego. The Chargers were there when he was at San Diego Oh, State. I thought, well, and he was also the quarterback of the Chargers. He was the quarterback. He was the, of the quarterback Chargers. of the Chargers. Yep, for, for a period of time. Yeah, yep. so that uh, it feels right in a town that you need stars you have Shohei and LeBron and you you you're a distant whatever the Chargers eighth ninth on the pecking order that feels right um the timeline for this is debatable because honestly I don't think I, I I'm reading hey you know the Chargers they're gonna be ready to compete no they're not I think that Harbaugh is going to want to get his guys in there, uh, get rid of some of the dead weight, and sure, you have a quarterback, and they'll win some games, but to kind of think that you know the Chargers all of a sudden are going to make this deep playoff run, I don't see it. They have cap problems too, Danger. Massive, massive. I mean, they're going to be, that's an, a roster that he'll have, he'll, he, he will be tasked with overhauling. Uh, here is his first order of business. Who they hire as GM will be interesting to see as well. To talk more about this hire in Los Angeles, we welcome in the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast at 325. David Drogmeyer will be uh, stopping by the sports bar. I This is the biggest hire ever for the Chargers, is it not? Well, like know. Bobby Ross was a kind of a big deal. <laughs> I mean, who could forget? When they brought in Marty Schottenheimer, didn't you think that that was uh, it? Yeah. Kelvin Gilbride. Oh, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Gilbride. Gilbride. <laughs> like, we could have this game. Like, the old. Anthony Lynn hire was monumental. Do you, but poor Anthony Lynn. I feel bad. What a great guy. Like, just a great, great guy. But, man, he got it wrong when he was with the Chargers. Just completely mismanaging the clock. Like, that's when the Chargers really began to charge her. Yeah, so this is now putting it to the test because here is an established coach coming in. Brought the Niners to the Super Bowl. Won a national championship at Michigan. Somebody who played in the league. I mean, naming more credible men. Now, putting whatever happened or did not happen to Michigan at the end there aside than, than, than Jim Harbaugh. But if they start the charger again, then okay, then that's th- just th- who, th- they they are. who they are. They are, they are cursed. Uh, we will talk some Buffalo Bills at the end of the season. Thad Brown from News 8 Sports stops by the sports bar next hour. He'll be here right around 425. It's fascinating because the Bills do have decisions to make to get under the cap. And I think right at the top is, will you extend Josh Allen? I mean, that's an easy stroke of the pen, but to do it, uh, converting that complete base next year down to whittle it down, and then, well, you're tacking on a couple of years. How does that whole process, what do the bills need to do in order to get themselves compliant before you even talk about what may be happening in free agency and who might be walking When do we find door? out what the cap for next season will be? Soon. I mean, they're, they're going to wait until after the season, and, and that also might be part of it, too. It's like, hey, everybody else, thanks to Amazon, whatever, gets an extra $10 million. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, but when Brandon Bean says no splash free agent signings, I believe that, but who can you afford that's on the roster right now that you would like back? Daquan Jones, a defensive tackle. Now, we've had issues with the defensive line, certainly, but... You're going to watch Jones and you're going to watch Epineza and Leonard Floyd all walk out the door. You're going to have a really young defensive line next year. So a lot of decisions to be made. And, oh, yeah, we'll have a big conversation with Thad Brown News 8 coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. You're welcome to join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. That number is 866-4-F-A-N, 866 
0526 if you'd like to pull up a stool and join us here in the sports bar. We're also on Elon's Twitter. That's X at the fan Rochester. I'm at AKA Mike Danger. He's at Gene Battaglia. You're welcome, Gene. The Chicago Bears just love doing favors for the Buffalo Bills. Are we sold on Eric Washington as the defensive line coach, assistant head coach, and defensive line coach for the Buffalo Bills? Because he's getting a look-see as a defensive coordinator now in Chicago. Well, if you're, and this is when the NFL info guys, hey, Buffalo's defensive line, 54 sacks. Look at this. Point to me the young defensive line player that broke through under Washington's tutelage. I mean, I guess it's a no-win situation, Danger, when you have first-round pick in Ed Oliver, first-round pick in uh, Greg Rousseau, former first-round pick in Leonard Floyd. Second-round pick in A.J. Epineza. Yeah, and a Hall of Famer in Von Miller. Mm -hmm. Future Hall of Famer. Um, No-win situation. Shaq Lawson was a first-round pick. I mean, name me a defensive line where teams spent more, both in terms of dollars and in terms of draft capital. You better be good. And they weren't good against the Chiefs. They didn't get it done. You needed them to step up. They did not. So for Eric Washington to kind of walk out the door, if he were this blossoming defensive mind, I was expecting danger at some point, Sean McDermott to kind of hand the keys over, whether that was Babbage, whether that was Washington. Well, I guess that that's, it's interesting. I think that kind of speaks to, how McDermott, how important these guys are to McDermott, right? Because it would be an easy thing if if you're if you're able to set your ego and your pride aside. It'd be an easy thing to say, Eric Washington is that important to us. Don't go be a defensive coordinator in Chicago. We'll make you the defensive coordinator here. Or Bobby Babich, you're such an integral part to our defense and what you did with Terrell Bernard and what you did in getting these linebackers. You will name you the defensive, whatever it is. But both these guys could walk. I mean, let, let's face it. If Bobby Babich, who interviewed for the Giants defensive coordinator position, or if Eric Washington, who interviewed for the Bears defensive coordinator, th- that's a better job than what they have right now in Buffalo. But you could keep them. If, if all things are equal, do you think they would rather stay put with the same title or advance their career with the title that they don't currently have with a team that's on the up? Yeah, you you want the coordinator position. These guys all want to be head coaches. Nobody wants to be a line coach. Nobody wants to be satisfied as a linebacker's coach. You want to be a head coach. And the way to do that is to get the coordinator title. And they may view it right now in Buffalo for that staff as a dead end. And I thought that also McDermott might have, since he respects these guys, when you when you're the kingmaker, okay, now you're the defensive play caller here, whether it was Babbage or Washington, um, well, then the other guys might leave. Well, it's a new year. One, one guy may leave out, and I, I'm going to make a suggestion here, but I know it's not going to happen. They said it's not going to happen. I want my head coach kind of overseeing everything, offense, defense, special teams, you know, managing the game clock at the end. And for Sean McDermott, I – said this back in camp i will say it again it's just a lot for any one man to have that on their plate i was predicting way back when i thought well when ron rivera gets let go i could see him in buffalo at some point knowing those connections i i think the bills made it clear unless pagula comes down and says hire a defensive coordinator they're not going to do that and i think it's going to cost you one or more of these coaches if washington walks out the door i think most people will be like yeah babbage too yeah well, you, you got Sean McDermott's going to have to go out and find guys that right. want to come more. Two less guys that know your system, that know your habits, that know your routine. That you're going to have to now get acclimated into your system, into your routine, into your personnel, which makes it that much more challenging. And given the history of who they've hired eventually you're going to run out of guys in that pipeline, right? Like the guys that you know from Carolina, the guys that you worked with, you know, in your previous jobs, eventually they're all settled in. Joe Shane has settled in. Uh, Eric Washington from Carolina. These are all guys that they know from their time in Carolina. Eventually that well will run dry, will it not? 
Well, and that also, it, it, it will because he's been here. This will be year number eight. Correct. And you'll be going way, way back. Some of these guys have aged out. And Morgan, another one. Like These are all guys that have come through the organization from Carolina or from their connections to their time together in Carolina. And eventually that, that well runs dry. These are going to be some challenging, some challenging months ahead. Well, it, that's why I, I, I questioned too, and maybe it was just, they're not telling us the truth, you know, when, saying, well, we've got to evaluate oh, our shocking. coaches. We well, got to evaluate this. What do you mean? No, no, like, no, now is the time. Everybody is moving and shaking when it comes to uh, your positioning, your staffs for next year. I did the, the fact there are only three head coaching vacancies left. Oh, wow. The, yeah. The Panthers. I think I predicted that one earlier in yeah. the week. Was that earlier in the week that, that I said? That was earlier in the week. As soon as I saw that that guy was interviewing with Carolina, I'm like, oh, that's the kind of guy that Tepper will get his hooks into. First-time head coach, young guy, one one year of experience as an offensive coordinator. <laughs> Feels like a David Tepper hire. All right. Good luck to Carolina as uh, they have their new head coach. Uh, that would be former Buccaneers. And, and, and by uh, the way, one year, Dave with, Canales. Yeah, with one year in Tampa Bay, you you resurrected Baker Mayfield. I guess there's something to that, right? Like if you could do that with Baker Mayfield, could you do that with Bryce Young? Because we've made the investment. Now we need somebody that can get through to him. It wasn't Frank Reich. Can you be the guy that gets through to him? Maybe he is. We'll see. But yeah, Dave Canales, uh, after one year as the OC with the bucks. And that might also be, you know, Tepper saying, Hey, how do we get ahead of our division rivals? Let's take their best weapons and, and have them join us. If, if Canales is that, is that sought after, is that valuable to the bucks? You've just kind of weakened them by stealing a, a guy from within the division. I'm wondering too, I'm going to make another prediction. I don't think bell Belichick ends up in Atlanta. Would have happened by now. Bobby Slowick, getting his second interview with the Falcons, which is notable. So who is he? He's the offensive coordinator in Houston, getting credit for C.J. Stroud. But where did he come from before he's from that 49er Shanahan tree? If Arthur Blank views Kyle Shanahan as the guy who got away, or maybe I shouldn't have done that, I want my offense looking a little bit more like this, then Slowick might be your guy in Atlanta. Seattle is open, and the other one being open is Washington. Danger, Bill Belichick is going to be on the beach this summer. It's so crazy that there's this much of a disconnect from what we all see and what we all perceive to be true versus what those in the NFL and and NFL circles and ownership groups, what they see and how they view these men. It feels like a no-brainer, right? It feels like... You have the opportunity to get a guy that many consider to be the greatest head coach of all time to be your head coach, but you're not pulling the trigger on that. In fact, you're not even interviewing him. One team interviewed him, and it was the Falcons, and that's it. Nobody else has an interest. Nobody else wants to have him roaming your sidelines. The Atlanta thing always felt weird to me, and if he ends up not going to Atlanta, it's got to be because of the control thing, right? It's 100% the control thing. Like, you have McKay, you have other guys. It's it's the ultimate sport with alpha males. And you're going to bring in Bill Belichick. He's going to bring in his people. You had some pushback within that organization that was like, no, 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 where that looked like it was an deal, and now it's not. Belichick also, I, I could see him being smart enough to say, you know, that guy in Carolina might, you know, write me a check. What am I doing there in the end? He wants to get W's. There would be one guy that if I'm a head coach in the NFL, right, I'm very nervous. I, I'm not talking about McDermott. I'm talking about the former OC right here. Uh, anything short of a playoff appearance for the New York Giants next year. Heck, you could get to mid-October and the team could be below 500 and you will have the New York media clamoring. Bill Belichick, come back home. Giant fans would eat that up. The pressure in New York is going to be much greater for the Giants, believe it or not, than the Jets this year. I think because of that reason, Belichick sitting out there And you know he loves himself some history. You know he would love to go back to the Giants. That's been speculated for years. Maybe he just needs a year off uh, in order for that to happen. God, that's interesting. It wouldn't be beyond the Giants to be cutthroat and just 
cut ties with both Shane and Dable if it doesn't go well next season, just for the opportunity to bring in Belichick and give him the control that he desires, that he's always had, make him the GM and the head coach? Well, the fan base would love it. The media would love it. It would be applauded by everyone. Except I do think, and if there are Giant fans listening right now, I would love to hear... I would love to hear your take on Brian Dayball through two seasons because I, I get the sense that giant fans really like this guy, really like Brian Dayball, like him because of his personality, like him because he got them to the postseason last year. He's got Took a shot with Tommy DeVito and right. you know, like there's something about Dayball that's no nonsense that I think a good portion of the giant fan base respects and loves even though this season was a, a disaster for the Giants. Oh, if it's a disaster next year. I mean, disaster. What was it? 40 to nothing they lost opening night? Do we forget that? Terrible. Just just complete no-show. And you paid that quarterback all that money. That's why Shane is God, also 40 part. million. Four years, 40 million for Daniel freaking Jones. <laughs> you can't miss, man. In the NFL, you can't miss, and he missed all of this season, and it was a lost season for the Giants because of his injury, and even when he was out there, he wasn't good. He was really not good. He looked like old Daniel Jones. It was the, well, we can't find anything better, so we'll just stick with Daniel Jones. He got us to the playoffs last yeah. year, two thumbs up. No, no, no. Maybe maybe that's their plan this year. I mean, they're going to have to bolster some. That offensive line is terrible. They are going to need a running back because Saquon ain't coming back. No, because you can't tag him two years. You're not going to tag him two years in a row. So, yeah, they've got their work cut out for him. And I wonder, I wonder how much of that is in the back of their mind. Like, if Belichick is just sitting out there for a year, do you bring him in this time next year? Are we talking about Bill Belichick and a courtship between he and the Giants? Arrested Bill Belichick. Energized. Hmm. I, I'm curious what Giant fans would think about that. They'd sign up for it. Yeah, they, a lot of them like Dayball, though. I, I think a lot of them like Dayball. I think a lot of them recognize, like, Ooh, our offensive line is trash. No, we, uh, you, you only go so far with Tommy DeVito. I understand yeah, our that. Our quarterback is, is mediocre. But <laughs> you should be thinking top two seed. Not let's compete for a wild card. What are, we, what are we talking about with the Giants there? Let's uh, head to the West Coast, where the big news of the last 24 hours comes out of Los Angeles. The Chargers naming Jim Harbaugh. Their new head coach, David Drogmeyer, is the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast. And he'll make his inaugural visit into the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia next on The Fan Rochester. If you'd like to join us, the number of this is Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman Line. That's 866-4-F-A-N. The Good Smoke Barbecue will be hosting their Valentine's Day sweetheart deal. That's 1130 to 9 p.m. Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. The sweetheart deal is available for dining and takeout, minus the champagne on the takeout. Treat that special person or persons in your life to a sweetheart of a deal, which includes three meats, two sides, two cornbread, complimentary champagne, two cupcakes, all for $32.99. Reservations for dine-in, highly suggested. That's goodsmokebbq.com to make your table reservation. The regular menu is also available there on Valentine's Day, and it falls on a Wacky Wing Wednesday this year, so buy one, get one. Dine-in wings also available. Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. You're listening to The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Moves in the NFL today where Carolina has a new head coach. Dave Canales was formerly the offensive coordinator with Tampa Bay. Jim Harbaugh, the new head coach of the Chargers, will talk more about that in a little bit. The Chicago Bears have requested permission to talk to Bills defensive line coach Eric Washington. couple Bills notes today. Josh Allen has been named the finalist for MVP. DeMar Hamlin named the finalist for Comeback Player of the Year. Of course, it is championship weekend in the NFL. Jared Goff leading his Lions into San Francisco. Success on the road a variety of times throughout the year. Um, even, like you said, going into last year. And uh, Yeah, it, it'll be another hostile environment. It'll be another great team. It'll be another complete team that um, we're going to go in there and do our best to knock them off. And uh, Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a fun game. Gene Battaglin, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Making his inaugural visit into the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia, host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, David Drogemeyer. You can hear him in the free-to-download Odyssey app. Anything going on there with the Chargers, David, in the last 24 hours? Haven't heard anything. Congratulations on getting your guy. Yeah, nothing of note. Nothing of, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been absolutely incredible the last 24 hours. I mean, I think people in the Chargers sphere, the Charger fans, uh, this has really reinvigorated the fan base. Uh, it really kind of changed the way that people see the ownership and, and see the franchise. And it really, honestly, immediately makes them relevant in Los Angeles immediately. Do you view him as what you know, he played for the Chargers? Of course, he got his coaching start uh, at SDSU. Do, do you view him as uh, one of your own? You, but yeah. uh, absolutely, yes. I mean, he, he put the San Diego Chargers uniform on uh, and, and finished his career with, with the Chargers. And, and he's a guy that I think, you know, he just has that winning mentality, that winning track record at every single place that, that he's been. I mean, when he was the coach at, at USD, he was inside the Chargers building a lot. He already had a pre-established relationship with the Spanos family. And I, I can't help but think that that played a part in him, you know, eventually making his return back to the NFL and, and back to the Chargers. So, David, uh, we know that they're, they're bringing in candidates for their second interviews for the GM opening as well. I wanted to get your take on where that stands, who might be emerging as a front runner, because then we can start talking about the first order of business here in the offseason for whoever they bring in at GM and for Harbaugh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when it, when it comes to the, the GM search for the Chargers, um, it, it's kind of not uh, hard to figure out that all of the candidates that they've kind of brought to the table have some kind of connection or relationship with Jim Harbaugh. And right now, it seems like the two front runners are Brandon Brown from the New York Giants and uh, Joe Ortiz from the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who obviously worked in, in close concert with his brother. Um, I mean, I think when you bring Jim Harbaugh in, you know that he's going to you know, demand a certain level of personnel control. So you've got to have somebody who works in concert with him so they don't have a re- repeat situation like they did in San Francisco when he kind of had to make his exit because him and the general manager, Trent Balky, did not see eye to eye. And we're, we're talking to David Drugemeyer. He's the co-host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, which you can hear inside of the Odyssey uh, app. David, as far as the cap, I mean, I remember we, we were when the Chargers were playing the Bills, we were kind of reading up on the Chargers like, oh, my gosh, there's going to be some decisions that need to be made for that reason. Um, do you expect maybe this is going to take a little time for Harbaugh to get the people he wants in there? 
Yeah, I mean, when you look at the cap, it looks a lot worse than it actually is. I think there's four players that have a cap hit of $35 plus million. And it's, you know, Mike Williams, it's Keenan Allen, it's Khalil Mack, and it's Joey Bosa. I think two of those four players will be wearing a different uniform next season. And I think that's going to be a, a large reason why they're going to be able to get back in, in some decent uh, cap situation. But the thing with, with, with Jim Harbaugh is, is he's going to have to rip this thing apart and really kind of build it in his image. But every step that he's, uh, every step and every place that he's been, that's not taking him very much time to be able to turn a loser into a winner. And he has a gigantic head start in the form of superstar quarterback, Justin Herbert. Yeah, what about the rest of the offense there? Because we know that Austin Eckler likely isn't back, right? I'm pretty sure that his deal expires. He's on his way to free agency. And, and you know, you mentioned Williams. You mentioned Keenan Allen. Maybe one of those two guys is gone. My, my guess is it would be Allen just because of his age, yet he's been so productive. I mean, what, what do you think uh, that offense looks like, given the changes that are afoot? Yeah, actually, I think it's the it's the other way around. I think it's going to be Mike Williams that's that's going to be looking for another team, just because you know Mike Williams is a fantastic receiver. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best jump ball receivers in the NFL, but he always gets hurt. You know, and the way he plays football, it, it kind of lends itself to getting hurt. And Keenan Allen, yes, he's a little bit older, but he's never won with speed. He, he's won with quickness. He's won with his ability to uh, run routes and find the soft spots in the zone. That's what's made him so successful, and I feel like that style of play is still timeless. I think he's, there's a couple, uh, you know, two or three more productive years. I think that that he has. Now, obviously, everything gets thrown out the window with Jim Harbaugh as the, as the head man there. But uh, I think the one thing that absolutely has to change is the running back room is going to look completely different. I think with Austin Eckler, he's going to be gone. Josh Kelly, he's a free agent. He's going to be gone. The only guy that's under contract for the Chargers next season at the running back position is Isaiah Spiller, and. He's a guy that through two different regimes has been unable to, to get on the football field. So I think they're going to have to beef up the offensive line. They're going to have to get bigger in that running back room because Jim Harbaugh likes to run the football. And I mean, you look at every successful football team, they know how to grind it out. They know how to stay ahead of the sticks and they know how to put teams away by running the ball. That's what Jim Harbaugh is going to bring to the table. Yeah, I, I mean, are we to assume that Kellen Moore is out here? And uh, if so, I mean, the, the second most uh, important position, in my opinion, for any team is the offensive coordinator. So, like, who are we kind of exploring here? Are we just going to wait to hear what Harbaugh has to say uh, when he makes his introductory press conference? Well, I mean, obviously there's some connections with Jim Harbaugh with guys that he's, uh, you know, had in the past. I think one of the big names that comes to mind is Greg Roman, his former offensive coordinator in San Francisco, where they had some, so much success there. They had, you know, three straight NFC championship appearances and, and a Super Bowl appearance against his brother. So I'm sure that's a name that's probably getting floated around. I would like to see them probably entertain, um, you know, Pep Hamilton as well. I think that's another guy that, uh, Jim Harbaugh has a relationship with. I think he probably has a little bit more of a modern passing game, which I think is a, a little bit uh, uh, something that scares me a little bit with Greg Roman. Obviously, his last stint as an offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens did not go as well. Uh, so I think that's probably a name to, to keep an eye on. But we'll see. I mean, we know a couple of things. Jim Harbaugh is going to bring the physicality. He's going to bring the toughness and he's going to want to run the ball down the opponent's throat. Are we looking at it wrong? Should we be looking for an offensive coordinator that doesn't have ties with the head coach and an off and rather be looking for an offensive coordinator who will fit with what you bring to the table when you have Justin Herbert as your franchise quarterback? No, I don't, I don't think so. Because I mean, the one thing that, that Jim Harbaugh does is, you know, he runs the ball and he establishes that and he's done that everywhere. And and I think it's going to help Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert too often has had to put the team on his back and play Superman and try to, you know, throw his way back into football games. He has not had a consistent, stable running game in a very long time. And I think if you take a little bit of pressure off of Justin Herbert and you just put him in positions to where he can take advantage of what the defense is doing because they can't really tell if it's going to be run or pass. It's been really, really uh, one-sided with their offensive approach. It's been Justin's going to go throw us, uh, you know, throw us in, into a victory situation. And too often, you know, they, they've relied on that, and it's been too one-dimensional. And when your offense is one-dimensional, it's very easy to play defense against that. So I think when you have a consistent running game that can take the pressure off of Justin Herbert, I think you're going to see a more efficient version. Maybe not, maybe not as much passing yards maybe not as much passing touchdowns, 
but a much more efficient and effective version of Justin Herbert and hopefully a healthier version. How important is it for like business and other reasons like Los Angeles, so many teams uh, in that market. And I, I recall when the, the Rams were uh, in the Super Bowl, we had a writer on uh, David and it's like, no, the lead story out here is actually the Lakers, the Rams home stadium in the Super Bowl. But that was the Rams and the Chargers have to be even further behind. Just how how big is this that you're just kind of raising a flag for this this franchise that you can put them alongside at least the Rams now? Well, I mean, after three straight first-time head coaches, I mean, in the Los Angeles market, as you mentioned, there's a lot of tickets in town. There's a lot of different places you can go get your sports entertainment, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the Rams, whether it's the Clippers, UCLA, USC. There's a lot of different uh, places you can go watch your sports. And for the Chargers, who haven't won the AFC West since 2009 and has had two playoff wins in 14 seasons, uh, you know, that it's something that had to happen. Jim Harbaugh brings that cachet. He brings that star power right away. I mean, he's a guy that he moves the needle. And I don't think anybody else that they could have hired in this coaching style or this coaching cycle, including Bill Belichick, would have moved the needle as much as Jim Harbaugh does. Can we look back for a second before we continue to look forward with the, an optimistic view of what the Chargers could be under Harbaugh? Because I thought it was fascinating to see how this team kind of devolved from the way the season ended for them last year with that gut-wrenching playoff loss. The Chargers became a verb, I and mean, they've been a verb. They're charging away games, right? Uh, yeah. Brandon Staley, through the course of this season, we saw some really, really. We saw a team quit on their coach, and I'm I'm bringing up Sta- you know Staley because we're hearing that he's in line maybe to be the next defensive coordinator in Miami. I- I'm curious as to what went wrong with Staley while with the Chargers, why that defense never really worked out, or did it never really work out? What what was? Just go back for a second on Staley and let us know what went wrong. Well, for Brandon Staley, I think everybody needs to understand is, you know, he was the uh, the author of the number one defense in the NFL for one season with the Rams. And then I think the Chargers got caught up in, in that excitement um, and saying, hey, let me go ahead and pair, you know, this superstar uh, defensive coordinator with Justin Herbert and I'll have a dominant defense and, and I'll have Justin Herbert and we'll win a lot of football games. In theory, that sounded great, but in practice, uh, in the beginning, when you first got there, it was a mixture of trying to learn the scheme and trying to get the right players. The next season, they spent a bunch of money getting all the players that he needed to be able to run his defense the the way that it needed to be ran. And in the third year, it was just a lot of them not being able to stop the run, them giving up way too many explosive plays when the whole kind of uh, outline and direction of that defense was to minimize the explosive plays and, and really kind of make them dink and dunk and kill you with a, a thousand paper cuts all the way down the field. Uh, and you kind of hope for them to make a mistake. And, you know, the, the Chargers defense was never good at, at any point. They were a, a bottom five defense uh, the entire time he was there. And, and I think with the Rams, the one thing that, that his defense really requires to be successful is a superstar corner like he had with Jalen Ramsey and a, a superstar interior defense the defender, which of course he had all world Aaron Donald. And, and you know, as good as Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are, they're not Aaron Donald. And, and they've never at any point had anyone like Jalen Ramsey at the corner position. They've had Derwin James, but Derwin James is, is a safety. And I think that's another thing is <clears throat> Derwin James was fantastic, but he was trying to cover up too much. Like he was trying to be the bandaid on all the other things that went wrong for the Chargers defense. And I mean, if your calling card is to be a, a top defensive head coach and you've never had a top, uh, top defense outside of one year, then, you know, there are a lot of things that went wrong with that. And you can't blame the ownership because they gave him all the tools and all the money and all the draft picks to be able to get it done. At the end of the day, he just wasn't able to execute that defense to be able to keep them in enough games to still be here. Uh, David, uh, last one for me, and it's where the Chargers kind of stand here in the AFC West. I, I mean, I look at it, and, well, they don't have a quarterback right now with Vegas, and they probably were not going to have a quarterback in Denver. Yes, they have that head coach. It's going to take some time for both of those organizations where you have Herbert, um, and, and, yeah, you're going to do you know do a little bloodletting here. My, my question is, is the expectation amongst Charger fans that this team should be in the playoffs next season? 
I mean, I think there's a ton of excitement right now, obviously, just because Jim Harbaugh is just named head coach. But I think the, the thing to understand is there is going to be a complete overhaul. I mean, I would not expect it. Uh, it I would not be surprised at all if this team looks markedly different. Uh, and then I think one of the things that really helps with that transition is that Jim Harbaugh was in college football for the last 15 years, basically. You know, he was at, uh, he was at Stanford and then he was at Michigan and he was recruiting all of the best players across college football. So I think that edge right there is really going to help them rebuild this in his image as quickly as possible. And the one thing we know about Jim Harbaugh everywhere that he goes is he wins and he wins quickly. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers, when he got there was like a six and 10 football team. And then he immediately turned that around in the, in the very next year. So I do not put it past uh, him to be able to get this thing righted to in, in the first year. Although I also wouldn't be surprised if it took another year, because at least in 2025, the Chargers have a clean cap sheet and they're going to have some money to be able to spend to be able to kind of bolster that effort. David, tell us a little bit about the work you're doing there on the Locked On Chargers pod. Yeah, so uh, Locked On Chargers podcast here with my, my partner, Daniel Wade. We're, we're doing five shows a week. We're covering everything that has to do with uh, the new coach, Jim Harbaugh. Of course, we're going to be talking about who the, the next general manager is going to be. Some of the coaches that we might see, like possibly Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator from Michigan. I think that would be something that we kind of expect and that we are very excited about. But it's all about what's going to be happening with the Chargers and how they're going to go about completely changing their culture and, and retiring that verb of charging and returning to prominence, a, a team that hasn't been sustainably good since the early 2000s. I am sure you hear this from a lot of people. I wish they were in San Diego still, honestly, like I, I and I, I, I you. Yeah, what, what is like, uh, are there still a lot of diehards from San Diego or do they view it like, Yo, that's my ex-wife. Oh, great. Yeah, I watch it every once in a while. What's the vibe in San Diego when it comes to this football team? Um, honestly, there's still a lot of people that support the Chargers and love the Chargers. I, every time I, I go home and I wear Chargers gear, I always have people come up, coming up to me and, and, and saying things to me. And, and, and there's still a lot of love there. Obviously, they were there for 56 years. So, like, that's like the, the fabric of this football team is, is the city of San Diego. And then I think that's something that will always be there. And yeah, there's still some hurt feelings there from, from quite a bit of people there. But I, I would be, you know, surprised if, you know, with this new head coach coming in and kind of this kind of changing of the culture that more people from San Diego that are probably been in the closet covering the charter, following the chargers and watching them that will probably come out of that closet and be a little bit more proud that they are still charger fans. Yeah. And you know what? They're the best looking team uh, in the, in the league. They, with the uniforms, they're the best. They had the best fight song in all of football with the superchargers song. I mean, it does feel wrong still to, to say the Los Angeles chargers. It, we, we still stumble on it from time to time, but Hey, this, this is uh, an exciting time and, and getting Harbaugh when I know a lot of teams would love the opportunity to bring in somebody with that kind of pedigree that makes you instantly relevant. Uh, it, it's going to be an interesting story to watch and an interesting off season here, David, I'm looking forward to, to following along with your coverage of the chargers. I can't wait. Man, I'm super excited. I think that it's really been a reinvigoration of this fan base. Everyone is really, really happy. And I think this is a move that really changed the way that everybody looked at this team. And there's a real, real sense of excitement because they feel like this is the guy that's going to bring winning back to this organization. All good, man. Appreciate the time. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. You got it. There's David Drigemeyer. He is the co-host of the Locked On Chargers podcast. You can hear it in the free-to-download Odyssey app. They're excited. I noticed your one question, though, and that is like if there's a red flag about this, and to kind of put it in the Buffalo Bills context, like did the Bills build around Josh Allen, or are they building the team around Sean McDermott? We could have that debate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, are are you what are you building around in Los Angeles hey, look, right now? Yeah. If you win, it cures everything, right? If you get to the point where you're you're in the Super Bowl, I don't think anybody's going to question any any of the decisions made by Jim Harbaugh or by any head coach. He got us to the Super Bowl, man. That's a good head coach. 
but my my antenna go up when I hear, yeah, Jim Harbaugh is going to bring in his offensive coordinator and his defensive coordinator. It's like, okay, you're bringing in your guys, guys that you're familiar with, especially with the offensive side of the ball. When you have your franchise quarterback, are you? It, when he said Greg Roman, that's what my yeah, I was that's, like, that's, Greg that's Roman, I, what? Yeah, I mean, look, I get the the familiarity, I get the past success, but is Greg Roman the guy that's going to get the most out of Justin Herbert? I I say no. Greg Roman got ran out of Buffalo and then failed in Baltimore because Baltimore couldn't unlock <laughs> the talents of Lamar Jackson under you know. So why why would that? I it just I, it, it that. Look, if it happens, fine. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong, but I would be, if I was Jim Harbaugh, I would be shelving my ego just for a second and saying, hey, Justin Herbert, this is, we're married now. We've got the next five years to go win a title. What kind of guy do you want running this offense? Have that conversation, and then maybe you can go into your list of cronies and say, oh, the, the guy that would be the best fit is Greg Roman. If that's the case, great, but just to hear, well, he's just you know talking to his guys. He's going to bring in the guys that he's familiar with. I'm like, you're going to build a coaching staff around the head coach. What if you bring in a guy to run the offense that is oil and water with your quarterback? That's a disaster waiting to happen. We'll see. Not to and their Cheerios. They're excited in, in LA for, for Harbaugh. And I think that it, it serves multiple purposes, including making them more relevant in their home market. My God, can you imagine? I can't even imagine what that must be like. The, the idea that you're an NFL franchise, you share a stadium, and you're eighth in billing in your own market. If you're lucky, you're eighth. Let's do an LA sports draft. Okay. Uh, with first overall pick, I, in terms of relevance, I'll take the Lakers. I'll go with the Doyers. Okay. The Dodgers, the Lakers. I'm going to go the Clippers third. Clippers third. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have gone USC. Okay. USC. Yeah. I'm taking the Raiders fifth. <laughs> the Raiders ahead of the Rams. Okay, fine. Um, I'll take I'll take the Los Angeles Rams. UCLA. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Galaxy Sparks. I was going to say L A F C. LAFC. Yeah. Okay. Um, then maybe uh, the Galaxy. Yeah. And then well, maybe the Chargers. Well, we kind of left off the Angels here, too. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't really Angels, consider, you yeah. know. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. Anaheim. We didn't mention the Kings. The no, King, the, the Kings. Kings yeah. The Kings might have as much relevance as the Rams, if not more. Okay. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. You put the Kings there, then you're 10th in that market. Oh, man, the Kings. We got to get to that. Oh, we have some great audio from last night. Yes, the Sabres won, but it's shameful when you lose the Buffalo. We're back at that. The Sabres, the Sabres beating you has the potential to break your opponent. It has the potential to break a franchise. We lost to the Sabres. We have to question everything now. And that's what they're doing in Los Angeles. That team is reeling. Yeah, if you're like, oh, hockey talk. No, no, no. This is some audio coming out of the Kingston. Normally, it's they're they're mortified they blew that lead last night. Yeah, can't blame them. Uh, we'll get to some takes on tap next in the sports bar with Aldrin to that. Yeah, some things that uh, we can talk about here is, uh, gosh, I'm wondering when we're finally going to wade in a little bit here as far as championship Sunday. Yeah, we, we should embrace it. I mean, we talked a yeah. little bit about some action yesterday with PJ. I, I put down some action today on both games. It, it's it's time. It's time. And I, I'm wondering, could this actually be it for one player that we've all kind of known and has tortured the Buffalo Bills? I, I see maybe this actually happening. Also, yeah, it's never too soon to start to talking about college football. <laughs> Coach Prime has done it. Again, we'll tell you what he's up to. And again, it's only January. I mean, on sports take, uh, think about this. Best chips and salsa in town. I'll I'll mm. tell you who has it. Okay, and, uh, and it's not to uh, it's not 
a slight on any of the restaurants that serve chips and salsa. There's no slight here. Just going to crown a champion. and. Expl- I, mean, I think in fairness, you haven't tried them all. Uh, I've tried a lot. <laughs> I've tried a lot. W- w- but I have uh, I have a move uh, that that uh, you might want to try out if you're anything like me. And it, it starts with asking the question, who has the best chips and salsa in town? We will get to that. And more next. I'll drink to that is on the way in the sports bar. Thad Brown joining us next hour as well. We'll continue to talk some Buffalo Bills with the News 8 sports director uh, here on the fan Rochester. When it comes to the NFL playoffs, you've got to win one game at a time. It's Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of 95.7 Fan. But when you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook, and they have all of your favorite bets, like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. We had PJ Glasser on with us from BetQL yesterday, sharing some of his favorite plays. I like the Niners uh, minus seven and a half against the Lions. I'm going to go with the Ravens on the money line. Against the Chiefs, got a couple of player props that I'm I'm big on as well. Uh, if you want to follow my picks, join FanDuel right now. Every day, there's an NFL playoff game, and FanDuel is giving all customers a no sweat same game parlay. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same game parlay doesn't win. Just visit FanDuel.com. Slash Mike, if you don't already have an account, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call one 877 8 or text HOPE-NY 467-369. <laughs> You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 